What's tea, y'all? I know some of you are out there right now having a hard time, having problems in your relationships, having trouble with life, or maybe you're on social media swiping and swiping, thinking, why can't that be me? Why can't I do that? Well, I'm here to let you know that you can. This is Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett, where we not only help you create your own story, but we let you tell yours too. Let's get into it, y'all. So what's good, y'all? So today we have Mr. Jesse Morales on us, on the podcast with us today. Um, so what I do at with Create Your Own Story is before, with most people, most podcasts, they do interviews. I don't like to say interviews. I like to have conversations. So with that being said, I don't want to introduce you because it's you're creating your own story. So I want you to introduce yourself to the people. Well, one, I want to thank you for having me on here. Um, you know, I've known you for a couple of years and you've always been probably one of the more straightforward and cooler guys I've ever met. So thank you for that. Um, but yes, my name is Jesse Morales. I'm 23 years old, going on 24 here in a couple of weeks. Um, born and raised in Oxnard, California, but brought all over the world by U.S. Army. And from there, I've been able to see, you know, the ins and outs of the government, how it can be faulty, how it can be good, seeing both sides of politics, seeing both sides of the war, you know, stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, you know, beach life, mountain life, nature is pretty much what I've been uh, doing for the entirety of my existence. So that's where I like to go for, the, for things. And that's pretty much who I am. Perfect. Perfect. So with all of my podcasts, um, I ask this question to people and just in life in general, with everything that 2020 was, with social injustice, with the presidency, and of course, COVID, how has the year 2020 helped shape you or define you as a person? Well, the first thing that happened, you know, coming into 2020, I was in a new relationship. So that was already kind of kicking up and started the year off right. And then as we developed into this whole, hey, we're getting new information on you know, this, this new virus that's going around, it's starting off in the Eastern parts of Asia and it's spreading. And, you know, then we're like, okay, hold up. Now my private sector of things, they're like, okay, what are we going to do about this? We don't really know anything about it yet. And my civilian side of things, I'm like, ah, you know what? We'll see what happens. What's really going to know. I do trust certain parts of our government, meaning doctors, nurses, hospitals. I trust them, you know? Um, and so then the study started coming out and then it's like, hey, you know what? Uh, St. Patrick's Day hit. And that was the last day really that we were allowed to go out and do stuff. From there, started working from home and it really showed how mentally tough a lot of people really are. Because even for me working from home, usually I'm around a lot of people. I'm, ja um, I'm uh, joking, cracking all kinds of different, you know, realistic jokes, but kind of jokes about everything. Um, in a sense of like, I don't know, messed up jokes, positive jokes, you name it. Mm -hmm. But going from there and being inside of a house, working from home, no one's around me and just dealing with the negative negativity that my job 
has a lot of. It really proved to me how strong I can be mentally, but how important mental health really is amongst us as a community and a society. So it, it really did bring a prolific effect on a lot of people, basically just to kind of get the word out and say, hey, you know what, this is what's going on. We understand it's hard. But then it also brought a sense of like, you know what, you need to stand up for what's right at this point, because you have a lot of people in this world, especially in this country, not doing the right thing. And if you don't stand up for what's right, they win. So educating myself, educating others, talking to others about how they feel and asking why they feel that way, that's kind of brought out a different side of me. And it's made me stronger and smarter as a person. But it's also given me a more in-depth look at what the world realistically is like and seeing how, you know, different conspiracy theorists and different um, article writers and, you know, all this other stuff, how really they can play an effect on the role of the current state of the world. Yeah, it, it's so, so true. I feel that like I don't want to give Trump all the bad credit because it's not just him that does the is the reason why the world's in this, or I should say the United States is in the, the crisis that we're having. It's not all his fault. However, uh, I do believe that if things were done differently and handled a certain ways, uh, we would be in a better situation. However, with that being said, I feel that with what was dealt, I feel that certain things are necessary. Um, being at home, people are forced to, to look at themselves in the mirror. People are forced to recognize their flaws mm -hmm. or, or the things that they do love about them themselves. Um, and hence 2020 vision in a sense, they're able to see things clearer now. They're not so much distracted yeah. by the day-to-day -day life. So I, I think that even though there's been so much negative, there's been so much positive with 2020, but we just don't talk about that as much. So with overlooking yeah. certain things, um, I, I ask you, um, I, me knowing you as a person, um, and I see that you are sometimes, um, what's the word I want to use? Um, misunderstood. I think that you're an individual that's misunderstood because of your jokes or how you are on your outer appearance. People think that that's you as a person and that's not necessarily true. How do you, how do you deal with that? Or how do you overcome, uh, your, your, your image? Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm six foot one, I'm 240 pounds. I have a pretty aggressive demeanor to myself. I do understand that, but I'm also extremely hyper. So when people see that, they either get scared or they judge. And, you know, growing up as a kid, I got bullied a lot and that kind of shaped who I am and it made me this aggressive person. But sometimes I have to take a step back from even the bad jokes that I make. And that's just from, you know, part of my world that I've been in for so long. I have to take a step back and say, hey, you know what? Is this cool to say? Is this cool to do? Like, am I okay with doing this? Are they okay with me doing this? I have to take other people's feelings and thoughts into consideration as well. Um, and when people judge me and stuff like that, a lot of the times they'll come to me afterwards after they've spoken to me on the side because there's a difference between cracking jokes with 10, 15 people in the room versus having a conversation with me on the side. And they'll come to me afterwards. Hey man, why, you know, why, why are you talking about that? Why are you saying that? And I'll say, Oh, you know what? I understand how your thoughts are about this. I'm so sorry if I did, 
uh, offend you. I didn't mean to take it that way, but thank you for telling me because now I understand it's not okay to say that kind of stuff. And I need to read the room a little bit, you know, and you have to understand that they're right. Sometimes it's not okay. So really it's gathering feedback from other people that does help shape who I am. And it helps me become a better person because the whole route to being a better person is educating yourself about what others are feeling, but educating yourself on how you are feeling as well. So when people judge me, it's, it's okay. Like I understand everyone's going to be a little judgmental, but it's really what I can learn from them and learn about myself in that situation on how to handle things better. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. Um, and speaking with uh, being 20 or about to be 24. So would you say the person that you were at when you started, when you joined the military, how is, how are you different from that day you joined to the person you are now? Well, one, I joined out of spite for my father because he laughed in my face when I said that I was joining. Um, so I really just did that kind of to make him mad, but I also did it because, you know, I was, I lost a lot of scholarships in high school and stuff like that um, because I did get hurt. But when I joined, I had this sense of country and I was showing all these videos about what these other countries are doing and stuff like that. So I was very like, you know, oh yeah, like this is what America's about. And I was really hyped about the country and I was all about God and stuff like that. And then as I got older and I started seeing the things that we're doing and reading about things that we've done and reading these reports that have been unclassified or released because they're older than 50 years and stuff like that, that I really started to see, you know what? This is not okay. These certain things we've done to help out, but we've done more in destruction and more in terror about other people's countries than we really understand. And certain situations that I've talked to other service members about, and they're like, yeah, no, we did this and it messed me up completely. And then I saw how much the US doesn't actually care about veterans. They don't care at all, period. The Department of the VA, um, any localized department that I've ever seen, they don't actually help. Schools don't even help. You know, I go to Ventura College and I have to jump through hoops just to get FAFSA, which I don't even get right now because they required all these documents. And then when I turn them in, oh, sorry, you don't qualify. You know, and it's like, all right, cool. So this country really doesn't care about its veterans. So at this point, I take a look back and of course, hindsight is 2020, but I take a look back and it's like, you know, it was worth it because I learned a lot and I experienced a lot. Would I do it ever again? No, not in a million years. And I would advise others to educate themselves and do that route first before at 18, seeing how there's no recruiter's office in Westlake. There's no recruiter's office in Thousand Oaks. But there's recruiters' offices in Port Wyneme, Oxnard, the slums of Ventura, in you know South Side LA, East Side LA, West Side LA, but not North Side, not in Beverly Hills, not at all. You know the government does poach off of the poor. They promise you all these things and then they mess you up in the head and then you end up shooting yourself. It's not okay. So that's what I've learned over my experience. That's really really deep, and I don't think that I, I feel like that's such a huge thing to point out because we that's not something that people ever talk about i mean i personally never heard anybody talk about that like we talk about how the government is strategic and how they do certain things but not so specifically in regards to the military and how things are geared towards uh the less fortunate i guess i, I, I don't want to use the word less fortunate but you know the the middle to lower class society lower income communities yeah yes. lower income communities um definitely i'm gonna leeway into a song 
Um, the song's called Grown Man by Sammy, and then I'm going to ask you some more questions. song grown man it really talks about how things that he did in his past whether it be relationships or with his friends he realizes that that ain't who he is no more so when i say man what does being a man mean to you being a man of course means taking care of your family doing the right thing putting your best foot forward and always following your heart but taking others into consideration as well um the old school days of oh you're the breadwinner you're the man in the house at all times. No, that's, that's gone. You know, I understand there's a certain respect with that, but to me, it's taking care of those around you, judging situations, whether it's morally right, morally acceptable, those things, but also ensuring that you're taking care of yourself as well. Being a man means accepting others for their flaws and promoting what their heart's desires are as well. As long as it's not, you know, too crazy, you know, I'm not saying go kick a puppy or something like that. That's obviously super wrong. But what I am saying is, you know what, like if I were to have a son, a daughter, whatever they identify as, if they come to me one day and say, hey, dad, this is how I'm feeling about this. I'm not going to lash out at them. I'm going to say, you know what, then how do you want to go about this? I'm your father. I'm going to support you with whatever's going to make you happy. You know, being a man is also saying, you know what, if I messed up, you're accountable for yourself. You can apologize all you want, but you need to hold yourself accountable. Sim- simply put. That's very, very true. So just to transition a little bit, in regards to relationships, how do you think that you've handled things? How do you how, how have you handled things differently with this newer relationship you are in than past relationships? You know what? I'm not going to lie. I was a bad person before. I was. I'm not going to lie about it. I cut relationships short because I got scared because I felt like they were being too clingy or they loved me too much or, you know, simply put, I didn't feel like I deserved to be loved and I didn't deserve that type of time and effort. So I literally would just wipe my hands clean. I'd say, all right, bye. Cool. I'm done. I have a question. I have a question. With my girlfriend right now, she really has. I was going to interrupt you because you were saying something that you felt that you weren't basically worthy enough to be loved. Yeah. Why, why, you know what? why do you feel um, that? Why did you feel that way? So cutting a little deeper, you know, um, my own mother took off on me at a very young age. You know, she didn't care about me, my brother, my little sister. She cared about herself. She was very selfish, you know, extremely. So to this day, she still is. I haven't spoken to her in almost a year. And before that, I hadn't spoken to her in four years. Um, and so that kind of gave me a sense of like, you know, no woman is going to love me. My own mother can't love me. Why should someone else accept me? And then 
as I, you know, when I first joined the military, I was an idiot. I'm not going to lie. I got engaged very young, moved away for a girl from my family, went away on some missions and, you know, all that fun stuff came back and I found another man sleeping in my bed. So I realized over time, I'm not worthy of this stuff. So I'm just going to do what I want anyway. I'm going to, you know, go out there and, and be myself. And that's really why I felt like I wasn't worthy because every woman was leaving my side, including my high school sweetheart, stuff like that, and just dipping out on me. So why should I care about myself when my own mother, my own parents couldn't care about me? That's really deep. Um, so do you think that that affects like your whole entire life? Like anything that you do, do you think that things that you do are greatly a result, um, kind of like a cause and effect because your mother had left you at a young age? Yes, but I don't project it in a bad way anymore. You know, I used to drink, I used to party, I used to do this and I used to do that. And when all this stuff started coming up and I, I really had, and this has all happened in lieu of my girlfriend, I had to take a deeper look at myself and say, okay, how can I take a look at this and turn it into a positive? You know, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm a grown man. I pay my own bills. I take care of people and I make sure they're okay but I need to make sure I'm okay. So I took a deep look at myself and I said, you know what, I'm going to be more strategic about things and gain more assurance through self-care, self-love, self-positivity. And that has promoted a large effect on myself as who I am, because now I'm taking a look at myself and I'm saying, you know what? I do deserve this. I do deserve that because I'm my own person. I'm not going to let my past or someone else's, you know, mess ups define who I am. That's that's deep. And how did you how what was the the as people would say the aha moment that you realized that okay I need I need to change. Um, So my father and my stepmother got a divorce uh, a couple years ago. Uh, I was forced to find a place. My mom took me into her home, and the agreement was I was going to pay five hundred dollars a month in rent, but she was going to put a hundred dollars. Uh, into a savings account for when I move out, I have a down payment or a deposit on an apartment, a new house, whatever I was going to get. And I had noticed things started to go sour over the course of me living there because I am a bigger brother. Um, I tried to tell my sisters right from wrong, just kind of teach them the way and stuff like that. And my mom would tell me, you know, I'm the mother. I can handle this. You're not their father, stuff like that. And I'm like, well, okay, then cool, fine, whatever. And it was just when I was looking to move out, I was looking to do my own thing. And I confronted my mother and I said, Hey, you know what? I'm looking to do this. I was wondering how much money have you saved up since I've been here? And she said, Oh, well, some stuff happened and we had to use that on other stuff. I was like, what the hell? Like, well, what do you mean? This is our agreement. And she was like, well, stuff happens. That's it. And uh, I had noticed at the same time, she was kind of being a little strange. She was going to quote unquote church, which we all know what that means. Um, so one of her friends that she had recently cut out of her life hit me up. He said, Hey, look in this part of the house, look at, look in this section, go here and you'll find what I'm talking about. And that's why your mother stopped talking to me. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Thank you for telling me. So I went, I checked it out and I found a bunch of drugs. And that's when I realized this is bull. She's never going to change. Why did I ever think this was? And I really had to, I I took some time off of work and I contemplated. And that's when I was like, you know what? Screw this. 
This isn't who I am. This isn't who I'm meant to be. This, these are not the people I am meant to be around. I need to surround myself with people who are going to love each other and love everyone else as well. And that was really when it clicked into place. So do, do you, have you healed from that situation? I have greatly. You know, a buddy of mine took me into his home and that has, and he's helped me. My girlfriend's helped me. My father has helped me. My friends, you know, even work has helped me. They provided time off and stuff like that. And I've just been doing things that make me happy again. You know, I started writing music again. I started playing guitar. I'm relearning how to play piano. You know, I'm doing things that I love. I'm taking care of myself. And it's really been a positive impact to move into a healthy environment and being taken away by force through a toxic environment. That, that totally makes sense. And have, is, have since, have you talked to your mother to, to resolve or love from afar? Or have you done any, any of the work there in that situation with that particular relationship? Um, I'm not going to lie. No, I haven't. You know, I've contacted her once or twice. And that's pretty much it. You know, ask, you know, hey, can I go pick up some things? You know, that's basically it. And whenever I ask, can I go pick up some things? She basically cusses me out, threatens me. She changed the locks on the door so I couldn't go in there anymore. And it's just been completely volatile. So I just said, you know what, wipe my hands clean, blocked her on all social media and cut it out. All right. Well, I'm going to say some more stuff, but. I want to play this song. It's called Fight Again. It's by yeah. um, Tommy Jones, a.k.a. Shanika Q. Um, and it's a really, the song really just de de depicts the relationship she had with her mother. And I felt like uh, this would be something good for people to hear. You as well. <laughs> Get into it. Thank you. Taking it back to the day that you could hear the words it's a deep song it kind of got me emotional <laughs> but um yeah right so it's something that she went through and it's basically like she just talks about in the song like how her mom would get drugs and it was because of the trauma that her mom experienced maybe from her dad or whatever her mom went through but she took it out on her kid and i can't necessarily relate to that aspect of the song but for me personally um, in regards to my situation with my father, like I, everybody has parents. I know who my dad is, but we don't really have a good relationship. We don't really have a relationship, not because something negative happened, yeah. 
but just their the non-existence of the person being there and i've had like a few conversations with him in regards to why he's not there and i feel that with those conversations um when we have conversations with our parents with certain things that are of this nature we want them to one take accountability for their actions and and acknowledge you know the the wrong doing that they did and the things that they did to you know try to uh, and at least to try to make things better but it without the acknowledgement that they did something wrong or that they weren't there the way that they should have been as a parent there it's, it's really you can heal yes however the relationship cannot heal um and it takes two so in my yeah. particular situation um, I remember talking to my dad and like, why weren't you there? And he basically was like, um, well, if your mom wanted me to be in your life, she should have called me. And I'm like, well, it's not anybody else's responsibility to make you have a relationship with me, but your own. <laughs> so if you didn't want to have that re- relationship, yeah. then there's no, like, even if she would have called you, it still wasn't going to be there. Cause you didn't, you, if you wanted a relationship, you would have one. Yeah. Um, and that's just his, his whole standpoint. And for so many years, um, I was just like, why, why? But um, after learning, excuse me, more about his upbringing, um, I kind of understood a little bit more why, but at the same time, I realized that I'm never going to get an answer. Like, and even if I was to get an answer, there's not going to be any answer that is going to justify you not being there. So what am I really looking for? Yeah. Um, so where am no, I No, I completely understand, you know. And that's where the, the grace comes, like grace comes in. I feel like that's my word of the year. Yeah, and this year just started, <laughs> but that's my word of the year is grace. Like you have to give a certain <laughs> level of grace to people because um, people do make mistakes. Like realistically speaking, there's no right way to raise kids. There may be a wrong way, but there's no right way to raise kids. And we have to also remember that um, our parents sometimes were never raised in the right environment or in the right the right way. So they're just doing you know, what they think is best. And sometimes they didn't really get to, to focus on themselves. And then now they want to not saying that that's your situation or anybody's situation out there. However, that does happen. Um, So there's just a little bit of grace, just a little bit. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's just a really deep story. And like, I feel like knowing that about you um, or people that go through this, these things will, understand you know why people in a sense act out or you are hyper so you like to tell jokes and that could be a sense because you need the attention that you weren't getting like you know there's some there's something yeah, no, about honestly, I, feel like I need to love yeah and 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 you and that's the way you get it it may not always be the right attention and I feel like that's why a lot of kids like even younger kids act out because they want the attention and they know that if they act out in a certain way negative, whether the attention is negative or positive, they're still getting the attention. 
and it's it's feel it's feeling some type of void yeah. of belonging or someone actually cares because if you're getting mad at me that means that you care somewhat and you know what that's exactly true um when i was in high school i was going to Wyoming high school graduated class of 2015 and i wanted to make sure i'm going to be the best dad someday that i possibly could so i took child development classes and you know i studied all this stuff and i got to work with the toddlers and stuff like that and the one thing in there was exactly what you just said. Children will act out even if it's negative attention because they do feel like someone cares. So they're going to do every bad thing in the book. So you're, you hit it right on the head. Thank you. That's why I get paid the big bucks. <laughs> Just um, but no, um, I feel that, uh, um, I feel that, I don't know. I feel like I'm a, I'm, a, I'm definitely a people person. I say, I guess say all the time, like, Oh, I don't like people that, I don't like people, <laughs> but I do, but I love people at the same time. And, and what I mean by that is that like some people are just like, yeah, they're annoying. Like people are hard to deal with. People are hard to get along with. That doesn't take away the fact that I want to be able to be there for people or care about people because that's just in my heart to care about people. But some people, you know, that's where grace comes in, I guess. Um, but it, it just goes to show you a lot that like, even as young as kids and babies, like we're a product of our environment that is so true. And then a lot of times, um, and I feel like people don't like really realize this a lot. Like, yeah, they say um, it takes a village and that is very true. And a lot of times what we don't get from our families, we get from our friends. So essentially we're hanging out with our friends at young age from like five to when you go to school to like you're a teenager and not even knowing you guys are actually raising each other yeah growing up i'm not gonna lie i grew up in the ghetto i did i was in you know porterville bakersfield Southside, oxnard you know you name it i've been I'm, i went to 13 different schools by the time i was in sixth grade and when you're growing up you're exactly right you start to hang around the wrong crowd or the right crowd whatever you feel best fits you and then, and this is why I have a good relationship with my dad now is because when I got into high school, I was still that like, all like F you kind of kid, you know, like I'm going to do what I want. And me and him were very stubborn in that way. We bumped heads a lot, but they took away my sports, which that's the one thing I cared about was my sports, you know? And eventually I started acting right, hanging out around the right people. And I feel like that's where the road less traveled by is taken because you decide, okay, yes, I need to do something to better myself, but how am I going to do it? And eventually I just took that route. So I feel like a lot of the times when these kids, they take that wrong route, it's because they do have that mindset of, I'm going to do what I want anyway, and I'm going to do what makes me happy because that's how I'm going to fulfill these needs that I have. Yeah, I totally agree. I do want to break down friendships with you, but before that, I want to play this song. It's one of my favorite songs. Um, it was off the soundtrack Best Man, uh, the original one. It's by RL, Tyrese, Case, and Genuine. Yeah. It's called Best Man, and let's get into that right now. I made a big mistake, and I'm feeling so. I don't want to lose my friendship over you. I've got to keep the faith in you. Cause I'm still your boy. 
I love that record. It's like six minutes long, super long, but yeah. it really just dictates and depicts a, like what a brotherhood is. So with that, what does brotherhood mean to you? Yeah, oh, it means absolutely everything to me. You know, defining a relationship with your friends really isn't, you know, just what am I going to get from them? But how can I help them as well? How are we going to support each other to make each other better? Um, for example, some of my first uh, real friendships that I noticed was, of course, during sports, uh, football team, wrestling team, track team, you know, on the wrestling team, it's always about making each other better, you know, so I'm going to work with this guy because he's stronger than me and he's going to work with me because I'm faster than him. You know, you, you mutually benefit and make each other better, but then it's how you support one another as well. You know, so I would show up to my homeboy's, you know, match or his tournament that he was going to go to, even if I wasn't at the invitational or invited or whatever, I'm still going to be there because that matters to him. And now with one of my brothers who's not blood related to me, the guy that helped me move in, he saw I was in a tough spot and he said, you know what, here, let me help you get back on your feet. It's all about how you're going to support each other to make each other better. And whether that's just a, hey, man, I'm by your side. You let me know when you need me. Or, a, hey, man, you can do this. Let's, let's get your ass on the move. Or whether it's having to slap your friend upside the face and say, what are you doing? You need to get your life back on track. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's multiple ways that you can handle it. You need to delegate how to handle it, of course. But always make sure that your friend feels loved and appreciated at the same time. Yeah, I 100% agree. I feel like with my uh, childhood, like I've always had guy friends, but I wasn't that. That's wrong. Um, that's a lie. I've <laughs> let me rephrase that. Like now that I'm like I'm thinking, I'm like I've never been that close. No, that's a lie. Um, what it is is that this is this is real real life. So I've always had guy friends, and the ones that I was closest to. And, and with people is the ones that I felt needed me in some type of way. And I was able to provide something for them. Um, and those are the ones that I was closest to. So I, in a sense, I was help, I was help raising them in a sense. And like, I can name friends, like if I think down the line, like my Chris, um, you don't know him, he probably don't even listen to this podcast. But if he does, hey, Chris, um, then there's um, uh <laughs> The most recent one that I can think of right now is Danny. But there, I mean, then there's my cousin, my friend Juan. Like, I feel like in some sort of way that these people need some type of help or some or something. And I've been able to provide that from them. But it's like, I'm trying to fix something that's broken. Like, not to say that they're broken, but more so to say that, like, they, I see the need that they need. And so I try to fill that void for them. And in a sense, I'm filling the void for me and it's from not having a father in a way. It sounds crazy, but I feel people do this all the time. And then it comes to the point where like, oh yeah, I'm your big bro and I'm doing all these things for you. But then I realize like, it's one-sided. So I'm bending over backwards, making sure, yeah. making sure that you're, you're good and that you're taking care of um, while I'm ignoring my own needs, one, and two, realizing that you don't treat me the way that I should be treated as your bro. Like, I remember there was an instance with Chris where I, um, 
he was taking him somewhere and we go to Starbucks. He's back up his friend. I was about to drop them off somewhere. And he asked his friend if his if he wanted anything from Starbucks. His friend's like, yeah, I'll get this. So Chris buys him a drink. Doesn't think to offer me anything. I picked you up. I'm wasting my gas money taking you somewhere. And you're going to ask your friend if he wants anything, but not even ask me. Um, and like it's it's still like with red flags you notice these things but you you tend to ignore them and then it got to a point where I was just like yeah fed up like there was one day we were we hadn't talked for a while we were talking and it was a really good conversation we literally talked all day via text message while I was at work so I'm getting off of work I finally make it home and he's like oh can you uh take me back to my house I'm at um um I forget his friend's name but his friend's house uh, John, that's his name. And I'm like, so you mean to tell me that you knew when I got off of work, you could have easily asked me then, but you waited till I got home to ask me, how did you even get to John's house? If you didn't have a ride home, you shouldn't have went in the first place <laughs> or just asked me way earlier, <laughs> like, yeah. like the disrespect. So I don't know how he got home, but it wasn't for me. And at that point, I was just like, I'm done with this type of relationship. Then I remember, I wasn't done though, because then I remember for my birthday, um, he had owed me some money and he got some money. Um, he did some stuff or whatever to return some stuff to get some money. And I'm thinking that, oh, he's going to at least give me the money he owes me. Doesn't even pay me back. Not even on my birthday. Not that that would have justified you actually paying yeah. me back, because it doesn't. But like that, like I constantly make the same type of friends and try to build this brotherhood with people that just ain't shit, really. Like to be completely honest, like I got love for them, but they really yeah. just ain't shit. Like, and then I've even spoken to you in regards to the the Danny situation. Like, like you really like people will ignore or not acknowledge the people that really have their backs. And you do one thing that they don't like, not that it's even wrong, but one thing that they don't like, and it's like all bets are off kind of thing. Um, so it's like, why does the the one little thing that you consider bad outweigh all the good things? Because I'm sitting here taking care of you. Like, I should be able to claim you on my taxes. Uh, real talk, if we really want to get into it. <laughs> um, yeah. But how have you had any any relationships or any friends that you were just like uh I need to cut this off because I always tell people everybody in the world that all relationships are the same just like a, a relationship that you have with your girlfriend it's the same that you have with your friends the only difference is the level and type of intimacy that you guys share you still share intimacy with your friends it's yes. just different so all relationships are the same. So when you see red flags in relationships and you think like, okay, I need to let go of this relationship. The same thing should happen with, with your friends. How do you know when enough is enough with your friends? So with me, when I know enough is enough is when they start doing things that's going to affect me negatively. Like for example, uh, back in the day, I was homies with this dude and his name's Gilbert. And yeah, he was a little nerdy. He was a little weird. He came from kind of the same background that I did. So me and him were cool with each other. We hung out all the time. We were, 
you know, we made each other laugh. It was cool. You know, we helped each other study, helped each other be better. And then Gilbert, he moved away. But I found out that as soon as he moved away, the new clique he was hanging out with, he was, for lack of a better term, he was talking shit. And I was like, hey, man, you know, why are you saying these things? You know, you moved away. I understand you want to be cool with these people. Do they not like me? Like, what, what is going on? He was like, oh, uh, nah. And he started, you know, stutter stepping, you know, tripping over his own words, stuff like that. And then I was like, look, you know I have love for you. You know I'm down for this. You know I'm down for you. Like, you're my role dog. We're good. And after that, he was like, all right, man, look, I'm sorry. I did it. It's not going to happen again. I said, thank you. I appreciate that. Come to find out two months later, he was doing the same, same thing. Just talking trash. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I went off on him. He's such a pussy, like all this other stuff. So being the overly aggressive person that I was, I went to his house, knocked on the door, pulled him out of his house and beat the shit out of him. Because <laughs> you don't do that. You don't double cross me. And that's who I was. And I realized afterwards I was wrong for doing that. I could have handled it completely different. But that is something that I just didn't like whatsoever. Another thing is, you know, when I'm cool with guys in the army, you know, we're on deployments, on missions, on this, on that, we're, we're good to one another. You know, we're homies. We talk each other down from when we're, our, our emotions are all heightened and stuff like that. We get back home. We don't talk for a year and a half, two years and, you know, I've checked in on you, but you haven't ever messaged me back. And then all of a sudden you hit me up and you're going to ask me for $600. No, I've, I've hit you up multiple times. I see how you're doing. So your family's doing, I see you have a baby. I see you, you got married, all this other stuff. And I congratulate you on all that. I messaged you, hit you up, but then you never hit me back. But now you're asking me for money. And I don't even apologize. I just say, you know what? At this point, you can go fuck yourself. Because that's not okay. No, I t- but t- and that's kind of how I see it. If I'm going to be good to you, I expect you to be good to me. Yeah, the second you take it too far, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, I, t- I totally feel you on that. I feel like for me is that like I... I would... Before I would ignore the signs like already ignore the red flags and it wasn't until 2019 there is this artist Samo I felt like I was just really going through things I was going through something personal and I realized um that one of my friends just I've been there for you through everything when you're going through hard times and the one time the one time I needed you to be my friend you couldn't even do that you went to go play baseball instead or softball you are not in freaking you're not in the major leagues so you could miss a game just to check on your friend that's just how i see it because i've yeah. missed i've missed like yeah. you missing a game that you're not getting paid for is nothing compared to the times that i've missed work I've, I've lost out on money to help you out so and to do things for you so you couldn't even it, it's just it is what it is but anyways so i there's this artist named samo and I say that I, if it wasn't for his music or him as a person to create some of these records, I don't think that I would have, um, I wouldn't be in the state and the mindset that I am today. Um, and it's so crazy because people yeah. always say like, oh, if it wasn't for this Mariah Carey song, I would, I would have killed myself. 
I'm not, I ain't that far. I wasn't trying to kill myself or anything like that. But I understand yeah. how. Yeah, that was you okay? Yeah, I understand how the um, the significance of music is one, and how something that when someone sings your heart and you didn't even realize you needed it, you know, it, it's so like impacting. And there was these two songs. One was called Focus, and one was called Let You Go. So I want to play focus right now because this is something that I don't think I had ever done until 2020 was actually focus on me and just let certain relationships go that no longer served me. Um, so this one's called focus. Only, only. I was right there by your side all year long. You know you're gonna be that's that record focus and I felt like just even like the lines that he said like just rang so true I was right there by your side all year long you knew you could reach me anytime on my phone you text me I'm hitting right back you call me I never miss that I was just showing you that I was want that my love you misread that but it's cool I know what to do it's gonna be weird without you but I got to move on from you. Hey, you know how I felt about you, but my feelings couldn't keep you. Said I should have just been focused on me. And I feel like that rings so true to me because literally that was my friendship. Like uh, you call me, I'm right there. You text me, I got you. All these things. But when I do the same, you are nowhere to be found. Um, and then when I start doing yeah. a you on you, meaning you hit me up and I don't text back or I don't answer your calls or whatever, now you got a motherfucking issue. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. and I was still so focused on trying to make sure that you're okay that I'm losing sight of if I'm okay or what do I want to do with my life because I'm helping you. I'm helping you build a business. I'm helping you do all this stuff and neglecting anything that I wanted to do. So I had to make a stand and be like, I'm cutting you off. I'm not doing anything for you really anymore. I got to be focused on me and only me. Focus on me, only me. Yeah. Like, And it's just, it's been healing, therapeutic um, in a sense because I've realized that other relationships that I have in my life have gotten better just 
now that I'm not focusing on this particular relationship and I'm able to progress, hence this podcast, hence everything else that I'm trying to do, like literally, um, and then it makes me think too that like with people, and I've said this in a previous podcast that like sometimes with, with people like you're not God. So I can't help you do everything that you need to do. You need to do it yourself. And if you can't do it yourself, then go talk to God because I'm not God. I can't help you. Um, and I like have to have that mentality in yeah. a sense because like realistically speaking, I'm a life coach. I get paid to help people. So if you're not cutting me a check, I shouldn't really be doing <laughs> I shouldn't really be doing the shit for free. <laughs> uh, granted, um, yeah. granted, with real true friendships that show uh the reciprocation then that's completely a whole different story um of course i'm willing to help somebody because it's you know it's reciprocated and i think i've gained those relationships now that i've let go of some of these bad ones um and so that's just me i mean and it's all about focusing on me and it's about self-love and i feel that sometimes when we or in certain situations, whether it be a relationship with your friends or relationships in general, when we let things prolong or things happen that are bad, that's that's not that's you not loving yourself, um, and that it it just really is. So I had to really focus on me and love me enough to know that you gonna be good. And at the end of the day, you never did nothing for me anyways. Um, you didn't you didn't benefit me in any type of way. You brought no purpose to me. And I feel that a lot of times we outgrow people or they're only there for, they say there's a saying, they're only there for uh, a season, a moment or a lifetime. I could be wrong if that's not the saying. But um, sometimes you we hang on to relationships with people um, thinking that they're going to be our forever type of friend, our forever girlfriend. And that really just ain't the case. They're literally only supposed to be there for that short period of time. And either you're supposed to learn something from the relationship or they are supposed to learn something from the relationship. Um, and I don't know. What do, you, what do you think about all that I just said? <laughs> well, you know what? You're exactly right, because sometimes people are there, you know, God writes a story, and sometimes people are only there for character development, okay, and that that's just that, I'm going to be who I'm going to be in the end, and if you're down for the trip, then ride along, but if not, I'm going to kick your ass out the car, and with that being said, there's, there's many levels to a friendship and a relationship um, on either aspect of being, you know, intimate, not intimate, but what mainly matters is do you have enough self-care and self-love to be able to provide yourself with that level of selfishness to make yourself happy? Because if you're not happy, then you can't make other people happy. If you don't love yourself, then you can never truly love someone else. And over the last year, year and a half, I've learned to love myself. I might've gained some weight and look like an overblown water balloon because of quarantine. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say nothing, but since you brought myself, it up. No. You know, I do. Hey, hey, I love it. Okay. I just Look, with you. I might be chunky, but I'm always funky. Okay. So <laughs> funky so, as in dope, not it funky brings as up that in level of, you know what? I'm glad that this nah, I don't stink. I like to smell good. 
you know, shower daily, sometimes twice, depending on the mood. But, <laughs> but and and you do this thing where sometimes you get in this mood and you'll get in a rut, you know. And it's okay to lean on people. It's okay to ask for help. And once you learn how to do that, to ask for help, you're going to learn it's a lot easier to get out of that hole than you were in. And once you learn to love yourself again and, and build it back up, your life is going to be so much better. I used to hate myself. I mean, hell, I used to just mess around and see which one of my guns fit in my mouth best for the day. I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. I wouldn't even think of doing that anymore. I got too many people depending on me and I depend on too many people to ever let that happen. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really... really all I have to say about that. To quote yeah, that's, really really deep. That's, that's really, really deep. Um, and it's very, very true. I feel that once you love yourself, that's the first step of really getting out of bad, toxic friendships and relationships. Um, and it, it's really... I mean, I love I love this podcast because I'm able to have people tell their own story and then people listen to it and say, oh, snaps, like that's why this person handles the things that the way that they handle them or on the flip side, like, damn, like I've been going through that same thing. This is how they've overcome it or or if they haven't overcome it, they're going through it. So they don't feel alone. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure there's other pod, podcasts out there like that, but mine's is the best no i'm just kidding um but i i, I want to be able to <laughs> to to provide service and give people uh, a sense of belonging and a sense of you know knowing that yeah this is you're at step a right now and and it's kind of like um what's on what's the uh analogy analogy that i want to use um there's an analogy and I can't think of it right now and I had it earlier in my head um but it's kind of like a, a uh, like a process in a sense it's definitely a process like life is like yeah you put something in you like you're cooking dinner or something it's you're putting the ingredients in there making a cake and then you got to blend it a little bit meaning that you got to really work for what you want in your life then you got to once you did all the work you got to put it in the oven and watch the work that you did and watch it rise like a butter roll. Um, and then from there, you can, after it's risen and you <laughs> see the fruits of your worth, you know, like you can enjoy it and eat the cake or the roll as you will. Um, and I feel like that's, that's kind of how life is. And that's if you only put in the work and a lot of times people, and it's sad that they, they they kill themselves over a temporary emotion but they don't feel that it's temporary at that time and that's why they always say to not make any yeah. decisions when you're overly happy overly sad or overly mad because that's just that it's a temporary emotion you're not always going to be sad and i remember i was watching this one thing i don't remember who said it and but they were saying that they um were so thankful for all of the hard times that they've had, because if it wasn't for those hard times, they wouldn't have been able to fully appreciate when the good things happen. Yeah, you can't have a rainbow without a little, uh, without a little rain, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, with that, what, what, what is, what is your story? 
like what uh, it's all about creating your story what would you what do you want at the end of your life what do you want what do you want your story to say what when people open up your book and they get to the last chapter what what do you want them to gain from your story you know if if i were to look back at my life right now i would be able to say that i have had a pretty tough life and i've gone through some difficult times but what i want everybody to know is no matter what it's possible you know i've i've been on on welfare i've been on food stamps you know i've honestly honest to god i've had my mom rummage through trash cans looking for food and stuff like that but it is possible no matter where you come from it's possible but you have to find it in yourself and you have to have the level of tenacity and motivation to be able to put yourself in the shoes of someone who's going to be able to walk forward and you have to be able to know how to fail before you know how to succeed so at the end of the day i just want people to know even if they learn from me or judge me or whatever that no matter what I did it. I made myself happy because I know I can, and I'm going to be successful and I want them to be successful. If we help each other out, we can all be successful. We really can, but that's, that's going to take a lot of time and a lot of learning, but always put your mind first. If you don't take care of your mind, your body will not follow. Yes. Very true. I think everything stems from like people always work so hard in the gym but mentally and emotionally, they're, they're still fat, <laughs> for lack of a better words, um, and not healthy. Yeah. And, it, and it's, uh, it's, it's really sad. Like, we need to normalize um, therapy and normalize uh, things, you know, eating better, um, not overthinking, like, having people to talk to. So, like, one of the key things is knowing who you can talk to about just, you know, certain situations knowing the people that you can talk to you can't talk to, about your struggles and your stuff to just anybody even if it's your closest of friend you need to realize that some of them are, aren't built with the capacity to be able to even just as simple as listen which is so sad to say but it's so true um but with all that um yeah I've, um, there's a lot of no continue i'm sorry uh I was just going to say, you know what, no matter what, there's always going to be a snake in the grass. You're not always going to be able to see it. And there's always going to be that one person who's going to listen to what you say, and then they're going to go ahead and mouth it off in someone else's ear. Part of the reason why I work where we work is because I was working at Ford at the time. And I was like, you know, I need more cash. I'm gonna get a second job. And I was talking about it with what I thought was a buddy of mine. And you know, I'd help him through his divorce and all this other stuff. And sure enough, as soon as I said that he's another salesman, I'm competition. So he went, ran his mouth over to the sales manager and I got fired the next day. Dang. And it's like, for why? Like what, what about me intimidated you or what about me? What about me gave you the feeling that you needed to do this? Exactly. And it's just, you know, I mean, it might've been my big, beautiful brown eyes or the gap in my teeth, but he did it and I'm okay with it. That's funny. Excuse me. Um, so with that, I was something I was going to say, and I, I asked everybody on my podcast, I don't know how, how much you believe in God or whatever the case, the higher being, but let's say you believe in God and, or just a higher being, if you had 10 minutes alone with them, 
what would be the one question you would ask? Why? Just why? What's the, what's the point? Or what is not the end result? Because I, I don't want to see the end result. I want to be able to know the story along. But I want to know why. Why did they do it? Did they do it? Did they create us out of, you know, entertainment? Are we entertainment for them? Did they create us out of love? Did they create us out of spite? You know, why? That's all I would ask. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I always ask people that question because it, 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 it really makes me it get down to kind of the core of the person. Like, um, I've had different, I've heard different answers before. And uh, it's always good just to see like what people would really ask because the thing that they would ask means that's the thing that's heaviest on their heart because you could ask anything yeah. why didn't I get this job why didn't my mom do this to me why would I but it, it's the lingering thing of like something that you know it's never going to be answered but you really just want the answer to it so it's always cool to hear people's side of that story or um thing and I feel like um I'm going to play this this is the last song I'm going to play and you mentioned earlier that um you traveled um, a lot being in the military and stuff. And I want to use that metaphor uh, in regards to life. This song right here is called Blind Traveling. Um, it's by Jamila Richardson. Um, it's one of my favorite songs right now. Um, and I remember when I heard it for the first time and it was just like, dang, like I was almost into life. Cause like, it, let me just play the song and then you can hear and then we, we can talk. I've got vision, but I'm not seeing where I'm supposed to be. Blind traveling. Bits and pieces of my life's destiny. I'm salvaging. I want to gain with the hint of a breeze. Can I get this road with a little bit of ease? Oblivious to the conspicuous. I need you. I told pilot using basic surviving, but I'm not living. Yes, I'm flying, but I'm not soaring. Can't even feel your voice over my engine roaring. So I close my eyes for a few seconds, trying to focus on my heartbeat and realize. Everything that's everything you see is out there. So I walk so by faith, and I'm trusting you. I want it to be my goal. So this song um, was uh, really big to me because, like, like we're tr we're really on a journey, a journey to freedom, in a sense. And but along that journey, we're we're realistically traveling blind. We don't know what's next to come. Um, and 
I say that yeah. all to say that like what what do you think your purpose is what what is what do you feel that your destiny is going to be I guess to teach as much as possible through experience you know whether it be to my kids my nephews my nieces to my friends um I, I really just want to see like you know I want to see everybody fulfill their best potential I do everybody in this world can change yes a lot of people have done that they can and you know educate yourself you know gain a sense of knowledge through meditation through reading you know and you can get a look into your future but beyond a certain point you still are going to be as you say you know blind traveling because you need to look within to be able to see outward so and i guess that's my point of all this is just i'm trying to better myself as much as possible so that i can talk to others reach out to people and help as many people as possible with whatever they have going on because i want to see everybody eat you know as as the great tupac has said no matter what table we sit at i want to see everybody eat i love that i really do love that well i really just thank you so much for for telling your story and and letting people in a little bit to your life because those are things that are personal that you've shared that most people probably don't know but it 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 gives a sense of you know this is why I handle things the way that I handle it may and a bigger thing is yeah I may not have handled things the right way according to some people but that doesn't mean the things that I've done were wrong there's no manual on life yeah there's no right or wrong way to, to handle situations. Um, but society and people tell you that that's the wrong way. Granted, there are better ways to handle certain situations, but that does not make the way that you handle it wrong. Granted, I say that with certain things. So for instance, you said earlier that you beat your friend's ass. That may have not been a wrong thing. However, it would have been wrong in the eyes of the law. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, because um, sometimes I do believe sometimes some people need to get their ass kicked. It's just that's the only way they're going to learn. Uh, that's just what it is. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. But no, thanks again for being a part of this podcast. Um, I really enjoyed actually getting to know you better um, and seeing how you tick, so to speak um so yeah i don't know if you have anything that you want to promote or anything that you want to leave for the people that are listening to this or just you know anywhere they can find you on social media or anything if you want to give that now yeah of course uh you know what first of all i want to thank you for inviting me to be on your show you're doing it real big man i'm super proud of you you're like the gucci version of chris brown i'm not even gonna lie (laughs) like that's last year's gala back in 2019 Hey, I said that, that red down. suit you were wearing. I was, whoo, I was sitting there. Whoo. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but I guess just promote self love, promote positivity, promote education through reading, poetry, learn about yourself through music, learn about yourself through finding an art that you're good at or not even good at. You, you might suck, but you can learn from it. Um, and you can always find me on social media. My um, 
at on Instagram is underscore Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E Morales with two S's at the end. Um, and then on Twitter at Jesse A. Morales, um, you might see some, some weird stuff on my, on my Twitter because I do like to talk trash, especially to people who do not educate themselves properly, but I do that through joking. So if you want to laugh, maybe be a little, Ooh, that was a little, a little toasty on there, you know, go ahead and follow me. I'll always follow back. But, you know, once again, thank you so much, Terrell. Oh, no, it was my pleasure. And that's all we have for you today. I hope you enjoyed yourself on this episode of Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett. We'll catch you next time.